specifically by continuing to live. through the end of the week this is the grinding gear podcast i'm garrett hi everyone that's <laughs> kyle and if you're watching oh, oh visually <laughs> kyle's hitting buttons and confusing himself. oh my oh oh okay all right it's gonna be one of those podcasts you know, Kyle, if you're gonna if you're gonna hit buttons at random, you you should at least put up uh, your banking information to make it a challenge for people. Yes, yeah. So I have to delete all my cards. Yeah, that'd be a good time. That'd be a good time. Yeah, Mister yeah. Starfield, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm Mister Starfield. <laughs> Mister Star, you see, in an offline conversation, I guess you it was can't. Technically out, that's not how podcasts work. You I can't. Know. I'm just. Gonna, I'm. You can't. You've played eight plus hours. Since yesterday, that's a lot. Uh, since the day before yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. I it you... went live Tuesday night. Yes, Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday? Was it Tuesday? Yes, it was Tuesday night. It was the same night as Ahsoka. It was the same because I had to stop and remind myself to go watch Ahsoka. Um, sorry for your. Loss. I was I was star fielding. I was star- <laughs> oh, it was worth it. Ahsoka's uh, was really good this week. Uh, it was really really good this week. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, I've, I've played a lot of Starfield. We're going to talk about a lot of Starfield today. A lot of Starfield. People who paid money played way more Starfield than I did. I, I continue. I, the only money I paid was the money I already paid for my game pass. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a turner off or honor on the game pass. I come and go. I update it. It's, it's taking the place of Netflix. Uh, I have had, I have never stopped paying for my Netflix, uh, uh, since whenever they, since 2009, I've had a Netflix sub unbroken unbroken it was just a thing i always had because i was always using it and this year i turned it off uh because those bastards have raised the rates too many times and their shows kind of suck now damn so, you're just checking out a little too early to get the netflix statue is that are you is that a joke <laughs> about the statue they sent out for world of warcraft or whatever yes, yes for everyone who was okay. uh, almost almost there ended up yeah. canceling for some small amount of time and yeah. ended up not getting a statue yeah so so game pass is now the thing that i'm just gonna hold on to until they royally piss me off i um, i was impressed i mean it's more just the terrible march of time but i went to turn on my game pass this week and it said i haven't been in there for 167 days damn yeah, i know right damn and this time you'll keep it off <laughs> it's, it's, i'm just making a good reference it's, it's actually like i mean i am back on the, the workout train and stuff yeah it sucks so, <laughs> I'm, i've i did my post fan fest break i look good for fan fest and uh, you know i enjoyed myself my my heavy carbs but i'm getting back to it i got a 5k in late october ah running mm, nice nice uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna you know tell you that you're doing too much, even though it's not my life. It's yours. <laughs> I like keeping busy. I like keeping busy. Uh, speaking well, of which, speaking of which, tell you. No, let me do it. Let me do me. Let me do me real quick. Cause I'm going to do the thing Gary. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do the thing. You know, I want everyone to know. I want you to, I want you to have heard from me, not the internet. Cause we're all good friends here. Everyone listen. You're good friends. You know, you're great. And I want to make sure you don't hear through the grapevine. I got another baby on the way. 
everybody. So it's happening. Oh, you didn't tell me you were telling people yep, today. No, that's happening. Well, I, I don't want them finding out on Twitter. You know, that's not, that's not cool of you. <laughs> so the family know, the close friends know. If I missed you, I'm sorry. But uh, baby do it in April. So right back on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of right being back busy, on the baby train. It's all gonna it's all gonna be crazy busy again. But uh but looking forward to it. I'm happy it's to It's gonna announce. be okay. Yeah. It's gonna be right with a move coming up. Yep. Well, hey, why do you think we're moving, right? Why do you, why do you think I keep saying, oh, we need a bigger place? Mm, mysterious how that happened about a month ago. I started talking <laughs> Dude, like there's that. been so many Weird. comments. Weird, You've right? There's been so many comments recently where I've had to, like, check myself. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, because another, another brick of the wall. You did I love great. that song. You did great. Because uh, you found out a month ago or longer ago. I, I'm not it sure. It sucked. I want you all to know it has sucked. Because uh, uh, as soon as I find anything out about Kyle, we talk to each other <laughs> more than I, we talk to our family at this point. Anytime anything new happens to Kyle, because Kyle is the same person day in and day out. Uh, Transformers true. and crappy anime. Um, that's basically Kyle. Uh, and so when anything new happens with Kyle, I immediately, I'm like, yes, fuel for the being friends publicly on stream fire. New thing to make a reference to new thing for in jokes. I'm going to put this into my Rolodex of things to say and react to when Kyle's on his shit again. And this has been one where I'm just like, just got to shut the brain off. Just like, no, file it away. Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. I think the hardest one was uh, what, what we were doing like a memory lane on stream and everyone was like, yeah, oh, I remember, I remember, you know, I remember those days back when Kyle didn't have two kids. And I was like, yeah, only two. <laughs> only two. <laughs> Bull face lied to you. I apologize, everybody. But, you know, you want to make sure you do all the doctor's appointments before you go announcing anything. So we are yeah. G2G in that department and uh, I look forward to it. And I apologize for my upcoming April absence as I will once again disappear for my two weeks. But then I I'm, I'm, I'm down to whimsy. Y'all are going to be mine in April. All right. <laughs> I get to do whatever I want. Anything I want. Anything I want. Uh, I'll get us demonetized. I'll do a, a bass stream and play a bunch of copyrighted music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so um, well then. Yeah, you'll get demonetized. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, people do music streams all the time, and I think you just accept that you're not going to be able to monetize that VOD. Yeah, just it's, accept it. it's a, you also get all kinds of weird people making claims and it's too much work to oh, try yeah. to tell them no. So you just end up yep. editing out the part. It's, you know, it's, yep. it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird internet. Can't wait for my hot tub. Oh, chat wants a hot tub stream. Ooh, mm. do you have a hot tub? Ooh, I do. It's on its way out. I mean, we got one from a friend who was throwing it out and we've managed to keep it alive for roughly three years. And uh, the most recent thing to break, a guy came out and said, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> so be that popular in Florida to, to tub yeah, it up. They're pretty popular. The they're evening? pretty popular. Yeah. 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 No, they're, 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 it's nice. I mean, we, it gets too cold to swim here. So you get in the hot tub. Just all the steam. This is like what you live in. It's just steam all the time. <laughs> yeah, but it's steam you want to be in because you're also fully immersed in it's hot water choice. while you're doing it. Steam by exactly. choice. As a, it's it's escapable steam as opposed to the ambient air, which is inescapable steam. Well, as we just noted, and I'll segue here for you, uh, we did not get it on steam. We got it on Game Pass. 
And if you'd like to help us pay for Game Pass, check out supportourbromance.com. That is where you can go. It'll take you, it'll whisk you away to the wonderful land of our Patreon, uh, where you can support Kyle and me. Uh, we also appreciate the YouTube memberships. You can choose, get asked all the time, want to support you, which is better. Whatever's more convenient for you at the end of the day, we get a little bit more from Patreon. The split's a little bit better. Uh, but if you're all YouTube all the time and want those emojis, go for it. So check it out. Support ourbromance.com. We also got a shop at buyourbromance.com. Cop yourself some GG swag. Can you call it swag if you pay for it? Uh hmm. Hmm. It's a conundrum because swag stands for stuff we all get. And I always, I always uh, attribute the first time I ever heard it was back in the heyday of E3 when they would give shit away. An ornamental drapery or curtain draped in a curve between two points. <laughs> the White what? House has some nice swag in it. You know what I'm saying? Ornamental festoon <laughs> of flowers. Of or there, lad? Yeah. Not a, a carving or plastic molding of an ornament. Apparently, swag can be used in a number of ways. That's not what any of us mean when we say swag. No, but there's also like, uh, okay, uh, oh, oh, apparently it can be pirate's treasure, marijuana. <laughs> it can also just mean cool, drippy, or badass. Drippy. I'm not familiar with with the drippy. Hmm. Well, you know what's badass? Well, you already did the patron one. Oh. All great news, everyone. Shove it. Starfield is badass. Oh, oh, the review. Oh, the review is Star here. Starfield is bad. I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of smitten. I'm a Bethesda hater. Yes, you are. I am a self-proclaimed Bethesda hater. Uh, mostly because of Fallout. I think Fallout is the ugliest game I've ever set eyes upon. Um, brown. Yes, man, that's it. That's 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 for you. You congratulations, Kyle. You could be Fallout's art director. It's got charm. It's got a lot of charm under the surface. <laughs> I love Fallout Three. I I grew up uh, visiting my grandparents in D.C., so I was very familiar with the mall and the whole layout of that area. Of course, you know half of it's made up. Like that isn't the actual layout of the museums and whatnot. But still, I just kind of instantly mm. fell in love with Fallout Three, and then I was like, wait a minute. These crazy bastards make medieval things? Oh my god! And I went back to Oblivion and tried that out. I tried Morrowind when I was very young and just did not understand chance to hit. Like, you know, imagine, tell a kid, like, you have a chance to miss and you don't know why. This game sucks. So you move on with your life. But I went. That's, that's, that's uh, how I felt, except I was an adult playing Fallout 3. And I'm like, what do you mean I have a chance to miss? I aimed. I can aim in this game. And Vats was super chill. I liked uh, being able to lock on, and Oblivion was just a slam dunk for me. Uh, all the you got your Patrick Stewart's, your Sean Beans, uh, mm. make your own spells, becoming a vampire by accident and slowly burning in the sun, and you're having bad dreams. Like it was such a layered, organic experience. And then I went back to fallout 3 and love that and then new vegas new vegas is a very different vibe i know a lot of people really like the obsidian groove that's the one everyone tells me i should play yeah uh, but i but i haven't it's it's a bit more uh, would i say linear it's much beloved but obsidian obsidian has a certain style 
to the way mm. they do things. And it does lead to a great amount of interactivity with things like your stats. Like Obsidian really thinks through, oh, what if you showed up with two intelligence to this conversation? What would that look like? And that's cool. But it's a little um, funny. <laughs> you know, like Obsidian's funny in a way that like doesn't work for me. I, you know, we all have these things that you butt heads with, innocent things, right? You're just like, oh, that that movie isn't my kind of humor. Magico wasn't my kind of humor. It was just references. Mm, it's Borderlands for me. And for me, like super mutants, like that, they're not all that funny. Like you put a super mutant in a grandma's outfit and he's like, Gary, I'm here. I'm like, eh. You call your mayor like, <laughs> mayor, mayor, what's a booble? And, I, and like, oh, silly name. I'm not captured by you. But Fallout had this charm of being creepy, working working way through this abandoned office building, getting a little spooky, super mutants are looking for you, and so you turn on old-timey radio, and you're like, oh my god, like I'm transported, like this is such a, such a vibe. And so Starfield comes out, and I think it's just a different vibe. It's a very, very different NASA punky atmosphere. And it's bizarre to see the, uh, honestly, it's just weird to see the dialogue on it. Uh, walk away. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one for sure. Just uh, There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people that seem just uh, angry this game exists, uh, which is is weird. There's a lot of people that want to compare it uh, uh, to Baldur's Gate 3, which I get because it just came out, if nothing else, because of proximity, I understand the comparison to Baldur's Gate 3. I don't understand the comparison to Cyberpunk that I keep seeing. Uh, oh, I see think that. It's also, yeah, it's like a first-person, talk to people, a, a, wander a around bit, thing. But the style of game between something that CD Projekt Red makes and something that Bethesda makes is very, very different. Um, also, I like want to remind everybody that Cyberpunk was barely playable at launch, whereas Starfield is... Bethesda playable yeah, at launch, which Bethesda is more playable than Cyberpunk was at launch. <laughs> yeah, I'm showing I got an hour. I played an hour and I'm showing my gameplay here to the live viewers. And as you can see, I get shot with lasers every time I leave a conversation in the mine because they're currently looking at me as I walk away to engage their laser to go back to mining. So every person I talk to in this damn tunnel shoots me right afterwards <laughs> because they're about to turn back to working. It's Bethesda clunk. And if you're not familiar with it, to me, the, the trailer that played however long ago that was, where I think it was Todd Howard, was like, it's still a Bethesda game through and through. That was all you needed to know. Any sort of imaginings you put on top of it was your imagination. It is a beautiful, fresh coat of paint. Maybe you disagree with the beautiful part, but it is a fresh coat of paint on Fallout 3. It's going to play like Fallout 3. And it might have a different theme. It might have a different atmosphere. It might be more your jam, but all the Bethesda clunks there. And if that is too much for your immersion, that's the pushback. And a lot of the conversations and let's have the good conversations about immersion are good conversation to have because it is a game that is built on immersion. These types of games are about being whisked away and losing your hours. And in that way, I don't know if it wouldn't be a game like I would want to stream. It wouldn't want to be a game that I would want to constantly be like, hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, what quest should I do, everybody? Like, no, it's it, this is something that you would turn down the lights, put on your gamer, you, you match your gamer lights to the inside of your ship lights. Like, you would go for it. And if you're not, I, I think you're kind of doing it wrong. Yeah, it's 
I've been thinking about it too because I was thinking about streaming it, and I was I ended up not doing it uh, obviously because I didn't do any extra special streams this week. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I've been thinking about like how how would I stream this, and I think it would just have to be a vibe, man. I'd have to be different. It, it, I don't know how interactive it would be um, outside of like what's happening with some people in chat right now. I, uh, some people just wanted to fight with you um, because you're having fun. Um, but um, beyond that, I think it'd be more like reactionary, like, like it'd be about how the streamer is enjoying the game or how they're reacting to the thing or how they're making their choices. Right. Cause I mean, maybe not too dissimilar from Baldur's gate. It's weird because I look at it very differently from Baldur's Gate. Um, and in a way, this is kind of drawing me away from it because I think I'm enjoying the less curated experience of Starfield compared to something like Baldur's Gate. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, the more I play it, I really like it. I really like it. Probably my favorite game this year is going to be Baldur's Gate 3. But in terms of the like RPG kind of headcanon experience... I don't think it's as good as Starfield. Um, the characters are too strong, too well-developed, and it reminds me more of a Bioware game than it does... I feel more like I'm playing a Bioware game when I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 than I feel like I'm playing Dungeons & Dragons. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I do want to, again, reissue the statement we made earlier that like it's fun to compare these two games. You can't compare them. But it is interesting to say why one drew you in more than another. And that's a fine conversation to have. And obviously, you know, oh no, I have how many D&D books behind me? Like I ran into a blight the other day. Like like a it's called a it's like a root blight. It's like a elemental little pile of vines. And yeah. to a, a casual onlooker, they'd be like, great, wonderful, beautiful. Thanks for the wow model. Oh, you think I haven't seen an animated vine before? Wow, Larry, and so impressive. So, And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, it's a blight. Oh, shit, I love that guy. Oh, man, I've used them before. Is that a bully? Holy shit. Oh, bully. Oh, my God. So I am so in on Baldur's Gate 3. And it is my game of choice. Amongst the dadding, one hour a night, and it's hard to do, and I set a timer, and it's brutal to make myself stop. I wish I could know like this to just have it out of my life, because Baldur's Gate 3 is so amazing to me. Starfield is my, oh, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll just pass for now. You know, it's my time sacrifice. Is it interesting, the conversations being had around it? Yes. Uh, I, I, I feel like a lot of people felt they were so the lemon, which is weird because it's very much a Bethesda game. And it's delivering on many of its promises. Uh, there, there are things that I wish upon it that were better, naturally, for my own fun. Is, is this your gameplay? Yes, this is all my gameplay. Uh, shown right here. I wish you would click the right button when you're mining. My God, well, you know, it, it just takes forever. <laughs> what am I supposed to like? Am I just going to walk in here and be like, I didn't know what to do in the intro thing, even though it says take. I hate this game. That is not my, like, my issues are nothing to do with what's happening in the game because it is a bio uh, Bethesda game it, 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 through and through it's a Bethesda game and as such I think the intros in Bethesda games are always a little flat you basically touch the marker you touch the Prothean relic you touch the thing that's what happens oh, yeah. in the first 10 My, minutes uh, yeah I've seen conversation about the intro which I just haven't played that many Bethesda well I guess I have played a bunch of them which is why I don't 
like most Bethesda games, but I haven't stuck with them very long. But I've, I've seen some takes on the intro of Starfield saying it's like the weakest of Bethesda intros. And I'm I think it's the best because it's so goddamn short. I don't need my overly long world setting Bethesda intro. I know your world. You only have three of them <laughs> like I guess now they have three of them. You only had two of them for the longest time. Um, so it's like, I don't need to open the vault door again in a fallout game. Uh, Skyrim is fine, but again, it takes a little while. Um, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to divorce, uh, like the meme status that the Skyrim intro has become from my brain wanting to assess it. But the intro to Starfield is just really, really short. And for that, I'm thankful because I don't. I don't need it. I don't just just get me in my ship and let me go. That's what's what I'm here for. And the game gets me there quickly. I can see that. I think you would like New Vegas in that way because it is a rather short. You get one cutscene and then you wake up in the bed very similar to this. And then oh, know, nice doctor, um, doctor, <laughs> the, the alcoholic in um, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I guess it would be the spoiler-free version of that. But uh, he's the, a bald guy, white hair. Um, oh, yeah. Really yeah, unique I know the, I, Yeah, I, I fell off Battlestar. Yeah, me, me too. But, you, you know, like Bethesda, at least, I actually don't know if anyone's, like, famous in this intro or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not actually familiar. And I'm not big on TV, so it could just be Breaking Bad people I don't even understand. But, you know, Bethesda has a... <laughs> thing where they would often grab like an actor of the time and then they'd put them behind bars and be like ah do you like Liam Neeson well we've got about five lines of him so we'll stretch it out over the whole game how's that son you're like oh okay like uh, you want to meet Sean Bean hell yeah I want to hang out with Sean Bean is he recruitable oh hell no 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 you see you'll see Sean Bean once we in a can't while. afford yeah, that don't worry about that no, the septum's dead don't worry about it don't worry about it and I don't know if they're dead doing that here but you know the intro of these games just like Baldur's Gate 3 is always going to have that little extra touch of somebody looked at this a thousand times. You know, the hand doesn't clip through the objects the way it might in a few minutes. The mouths are a little better animated than they might be 10 hours into the game. That's just an intro. And this intro is is serviceable. You know, it's a some dude show up, you shoot him. Character creator's fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid character creator as long as you weren't hoping to make an alien, which I'm surprised we're this far in and you haven't yelled about that yet oh i'm i'm yes it's true but like i'm not going to piss up that tree because it's it's not the right game you know it's gonna be about factions and there might be some bugs and uh, lol and i've heard there's some like legitimately creepy parts and that to me is like the oh i want to see that like every review i've watched has been like, there's some creepy parts. I'm not going to show it, but oh man, man, there's some cool like stuff that happens in an abandoned ship. And yeah, but I've already like, I just stopped at like one rando station that I hailed and didn't respond. And just like the second I stepped on it, it was like, oh, this is kind of unsettling because it's yeah. just like dead quiet. There's no, there's no soundtrack going on. You just hear the ambient sound of space and that I like. And again, I think that's why I'm being drawn to this. I think it's, I think it's just kind of what I was looking for and I didn't realize it. Um, that's awesome. It's, it's, more i feel like this is more of a like go out and chart my own fun like it, it will be the game i want it to be whereas while it's a mind staggering amount of variants in Baldur's gate 3 the general acts are like that that's what's gonna 
you're going to experience are those general acts and where it's taking you and and that kind of a thing. And it's not as much freedom to like completely just turn around the opposite direction and go somewhere weird that has nothing to do with the main story. Um, and that was the magic of Skyrim was they built uh, they were getting into that kind of atmosphere of yes. let's put some landmarks in the world like the mage towers out there the mountains were over there there was a city over there and really like there was a main quest but skyrim was very well made in that you could just pick a direction and go new vegas doesn't have that as much it's more guarded by danger like yeah you can go south i don't actually know the direction but there's bees there and they're like level a billion and they'll kill you in five seconds which is also like a form of you know in a world where we have all these kind of uh, level what was it called when it, the game auto updates and it sucks? The game auto updates when it like matches your level and it kind of loses that organic. Oh, scales. Scaling, yeah, yeah. Like we have a lot of games of scaling now, and uh, New Vegas was very cool about that and had some cool Please. ideas. I'm so distracted by your gameplay in the background. Please tell me this is more or less what your character ended up looking oh, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chat has dubbed your character Meth Santa, Meth. and <laughs> I love it. So. One thing I feel like uh, is missing for anybody who isn't used to a Bethesda game. And I, I'm clearly like on the back foot here, right? Like, oh my God, Garrett actually likes a Bethesda game. Uh, am, am I going to talk about this in a joyous way? Am I the negative one? Holy shit. Didn't expect yeah, this. I'm kind of, I'm, I really don't know what I expected. And my in, investment is basically non-existent because I don't think about my Game Pass subscription. Um, I'm really it i'm really into it and i think i think for me i think but i think bethesda games just come down to they may it may just come down to setting i really don't like fallout setting it it does absolutely nothing for me yeah that's fair. um skyrim had just enough of art direction that i thought was good compared to oblivion or morrowind that i got i like skyrim i played a lot of skyrim um that was the first bethesda game i would ever say i enjoyed um, and I, tr I gave Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 uh, what I would say were honest shakes and it just I just don't like that world. Um, yeah, I, but I, this yeah. I love sci fi, man. And there's really nothing like this out there in sci fi. Uh, you can say No Man's Sky, but that's a very different game. Yes, it, it is. A lot of comparisons are being made and we'll get to that. We'll get to that conversation, too. And it's not an equal conversation to have. And we're and we're all diving for comparison points which i think is interesting because i think there are a lot of people who want to have a legitimate conversation about what this game is did it over promise to me no they've straight up said it's a bethesda game through and through and i'm not surprised at anything i'm seeing out of bugs or the game itself yeah i wish it had greater things but referencing meth santa here and as I was saying, the, <laughs> the thing that people need to know before you get into a Bethesda game is your headcanon is huge because the game's not going to give you a lot in that department. I, yes. And I disagree a little uh, like right now on screen for you. You're showing us build your, your choose your background. And I love this freaking system. It it did a lot to like kick me out the door in an interested fashion. Um, specifically like the, the, the background's cool, but I love the traits. I was like, why would I want parents? And now I love it. Cause I'm like being the space pirate, but I have to go back and say hi to my loving mom. And 
I really find it charming and it's I, like, I'm really invested in my character. Whereas in Baldur's Gate three, I'm really invested in every character except mine. That is a fair critique. Um, I, and it's not a critique. I love both. Baldur, Baldur's Gate three is the Bioware game. I didn't know I was getting this year. No, I think, I think it is a fair critique because Divin- I, I, I'm just saying, I didn't mean it as a critique. Oh, sure, sure. But D- Divinity <laughs> is a wonderful co-op game. You and I played quite a bit of co-op and we said on the show that like, I felt like we were missing half the game and I always wanted other characters with me because ours were yeah, kind of bland. I feel like I, if I'm going to do a co-op playthrough, like I, I think you were onto something on a, on a stream a couple weeks ago, you were like, I feel like we're going to continue the co-op stream. We just need to announce where the characters We're not interested in the side characters. Yeah. We're just going because it's just too much. If you're trying to co-op to also take in Gail's story and Lazelle's story and, uh, uh, everyone else, uh, you can tell who I like the most. Um, uh, I like, is it Carleth? I, I haven't quested her with as much as the other characters, but I really like her. Problem is I'm playing a barbarian. You don't um, need to say I all the names. I, I know you can change characters <laughs> or their classes, but, um, yeah, like that's, that's its own thing. And so this, this, this game, I'm like, ah, wonderful. But that's the characters who I don't care about. Awesome. Because all I care about is me in this game, baby. Although I actually do like the guy with the cowboy hat. He's kind of cool. Matt Mercer, I believe, is voicing the Cowboy. Is it Matt? Of course it's it's Matt Mercer. Of course it's Matt. I don't watch Critical Role, so I actually I'm not as familiar with his voice as everyone else is. So, yeah, I just. I also uh, uh, wish I I had enough time for live play in my life, but I don't. I should watch the animated version. I've heard it's good. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard decent things about that, too. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably a much more uh, efficient way to consume that experience. It's also a little referency because, you know, it's the jokes from the show now told again so some of them land a little like what <laughs> that way you know the story a copy of a copy but it does have some decent animation and it's pretty fun uh particularly if you're in league with that like dc kind of animation style that is quite popular anyway mm. uh everyone uh, my meth santa and i just selected chef apparently i wasn't thinking about this i was thinking that i have a beautiful wife who you know, with the light in the background and the white sheets died. You know, that's just how it goes. That's how it goes. If, if, if you start the movie and she's in the white sheets, dead wife. So that's what I have. You know, my head cannon is I would never go into space. I, I don't I, I like home. <laughs> I like I like my quiet wife. Well, life, you don't have to make yourself not quiet. But you, <laughs> I know. But, you know, the fact that I will I will say to, to as someone who knows you and Kristen, between the two of you, the fact that you're the person who streams a podcast is mind boggling. <laughs> it is. Yes. But I also, you know, through uh, adversity breeds strength and being an introvert. And I actually selected introvert here, too. So, you know, it worked out. Uh, but yeah, introvert, I, I thought it was hilarious that introvert was a trait you could. You could and, and I picked it and I absolutely picked it because I hate managing Bethesda AIs. Oh, my God. I hate having an adorable dog that walks on all the mines, having some barbarian carrying all my stuff that just they are bad but i really like hanging out with my robot friend the robot's cute the robot's cute would uh he's just uh just characterized enough and he says my name enjoy being around him he says my name he says your name yeah okay so i effed up and i hit enter too soon so my name is currently player Did he say Captain Player? <laughs> if he did, I didn't notice it. <laughs> yeah, in the early bits, my guy's named Quinn, so he goes Captain Quinn, and is always referring <laughs> to me by name, which I thought was really cute. 
which I know you can change if you go to the the, the space uh, uh, plastic surgery places. You can completely redo your character and, and you can change your name at the end of it. But I just haven't found one yet. If I if I was, you know, more industrious and gave it more time, I would have definitely made like a Captain Buttocks and recorded that as the intro for the show. But I've only played through the intro once and you fight a few pirates. Really, to me, it hit its stride the second I stepped on the ship. And there yes. was like little cops and and I tried to here. Let me for the live crowd here. Let me see if I can advance to where I try to make coffee. I sat on the toilet, too, but, you know, I didn't take my pants off. But yeah, I, like, I was mad that you can't sit on every toilet, by the way, because I accidentally no? sat on my toilet yeah. on the ship. And I, I was like, everyone oh, that's hilarious. Does. And then I was going through a space station and I found a toilet and I couldn't sit on it. So, of course, like I'm grabbing the bread and the bread's like, <laughs> like the bread's possessed by a demon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The physics are still going nuts. <laughs> Did you see the potatoes? I haven't seen a potato. No. Some player somewhere gathered, I think it was like 20,000 potatoes and filled their cockpit with them. And okay, the, and when, sure. when you get that many objects together, the physics are actually pretty impressive. But like singular object physics, it's Havoc Engine as, a, as hell, mm. man. Like uh, um, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I played through all of Breath of the Wild without like a single get thrown across the map glitch. But that's just not that kind of game. It's not that kind of studio. And you decide what is immersion breaking for you? And everyone's going to have a different tolerance. Some people have no tolerance. <laughs> but uh, such so as a chunk apple, you know, it's a square apple. It's a cute idea. You know, this idea is like, you know, artificial. It's like bachelor chow. Uh, there's, there's just, like, that's where I was like, oh, my God, the little class, the little NASA class and the little bathrooms behind the slidey walls and the shower. That's also the toilet and like that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, Ooh, I want to touch all the things. I want to put the bread yeah. in a different drawer and I want to uh, build my bed and I can't wait to build my ship out of Legos. And getting in space is a pile of load screens and buttons. And I think that to maybe more of a Star Trek mind, th th there's something there. Like there are people who love space travel as a series of button presses. I, yes, I much like cyberpunk. I needed cops in cyberpunk to be interested. So I'm really, really excited about the upcoming update. And hopefully I can have that run from the cops feel I want to have when I'm going tech cycle. Like the anime was everything I wanted out of cyberpunk. And I heard the game was basically buy upgrades. They end up inside your head. There's no animation. There's no psychosis. You and, go to an upgrade store, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but you're not like, you know, the doctor's not like, oh, you're going to sacrifice your arm for that? That's the arm you hold your mother with. Or baby, the other way around. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know, you hug your mother I, with. Well, if you upgrade it, Kyle, you can hold your mother with that arm. Babe, yeah, it's really strong now, and you can cradle your whole mom. And, like, that's what I wanted out of that. And for me, the fantasy of space travel is very much a dogfight that descends into orbit and does the Star Wars Canyon bullshit. And getting out into space was the biggest bummer for me because I boosted at that planet as hard as I could and I went nowhere. And I'm basically in fake space. I'm in a giant wallpaper. Yeah, there, I mean, there's some exceptions. Like, there's still room to dogfight and all that, but you can't just, like drive straight into a planet. Right. And that, that, that that's what I want. There's absolutely a dogfight. I think that as you become more personal with your weapons and maybe even have like a crew that's like, well, shields at 50% and like diverting power, that kind of stuff I love about Faster Than Light. I love sacrificing powered engines so I can have more weapon output. And maybe yeah. if I put in that 
50 hours for the game to get good kind of atmosphere, I could see myself really loved, loving it. Like here, I, I found Chuck's cap and I was like, I'm putting on a trucker hat. Hell yeah, let's let's do this before I take off. But that was a huge disappointment. That was a huge blow. And were they coy about that? I don't think so. I think uh, the, the developers have been pretty honest with expectations and making sure people knew that this was a series of menus that you would advance through space with. Are there procedurally gen generated planets that got nothing on them? Yeah, but there were caves in Skyrim that sucked too. Like, that's not a surprise to me. The same track, no, the same yeah, cave, the yeah. Same and puzzle. the, the, it's a lot of just like rocky planets, but like, that's also like my issue with Fallout is everything's just kind of like brown rubble everywhere you go. So it's like, I'm, it's, I kind of expect a certain level of that in, in my Bethesda experience. And again, that's like I said, I, I think this is why. The setting is important to me in a Bethesda style game. And because this is space, I'm digging it. I'm digging it quite a bit. It does add something new, which we've never really had in a Bethesda ga style game before, which is the ship. And I really like the ship. Um, Fallout 4 had a base builder where you can kind of see where this came from. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, was, yeah, but you build a Fallout base. <laughs> yeah, you do. You build a and like hope you like the fifties. Did you know you land on rocky planets? It's like, well, no shit. Guess what's out there? <laughs> you know, that's yes, a, that's what yes. a planet's made of. And sometimes <laughs> it has trees and bugs and like uh, uh, trilobites crawling around it. And yeah. th that that's the extent of alien life so far I've seen. But I was very disappointed by the the lack of space travel yeah i i i i don't know like my only thought my only bummer thought with the space travel is like i'm fine like looking at a star chart and being like all right chart a course here go like i don't need to sit there and fly for that long i don't want that kind of sim personally boy do i wish you could just fly to the damn planet though when you're there staring at it every every one of us hits boost towards that thing yeah, it's like absolutely. your human reaction like and yeah, fast travel if you want, but they should. That's the one thing where I'm like, is it, does it break the game? No. Am I still having a good time? Yes. Do I also wish I could fucking fly to that planet? Yes. Yeah. Let me fly to the planet. It's right there. That's the one. Yeah, that's but, the one gripe I agree with. Well, and uh, there is a part that is slightly disingenuous when you're seeing a lot of these reviews about like the the loading cutscene of your ship taking off and how boring and horrible this is as a filler instead of actually landing on the planet to an extent like i that was my hope and i didn't get that hope and i'm a little sad about that but i totally see a world when i've spent seven plus hours customizing my own ship with my crew on it and the little cutscene plays of my ship painted the way i wanted it taking off and i'm absolutely gonna be like oh yeah look at that guy go Ooh, look at those boosters yeah yeah I'm yeah. playing Armored Core, right? My my son referred to it as the robot dress-up game this week. He's like, Daddy, play more robot dress-up game. Oh, I know the one. Let's do it, dude. And that's what this is going to be, is a, a spaceship dress-up game. And when that loop hits, maybe I'll like the world. And I can see myself doing that. I, I, oh, I, want, a, I want a new gun. I want a big, like, turbo blaster thing. Well, how are you going to get the money for your turbo blaster? Well, you got to do the quests and you got to get involved in factions. And before you know it, the cops are after you or whatever. And like, lo and behold, Spaceship No Wife is having a beautiful, wonderful <laughs> adventure. <laughs> yeah, I, I was certain the first thing I was going to do jump in here was, uh, was going to start trying to steal other people's ships. But uh, 
immediately start quest of a cowboy man and it's firefly as hell when you follow him around so which by the way he apparently is not matt mercer oh okay i just assumed so. because i know matt mercer's in it and it looked like matt mercery so it seemed he, like the kind of cowboy he'd be playing you know he plays cowboys from time to time you may have heard about yes that. yes i don't remember what they changed the cowboy's name to no uh, uh, nitro i don't i don't remember that was that was on the tail end of our coverage of anything they changed, they changed his name that. to game i don't play yeah yeah <laughs> for sure yeah yeah but uh no i'm i'm rather enjoying it uh i chose like wanted as one of my traits nice. and so when i went with uh mr cow captain cowboy to go talk the 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 hostages the hostage situation down at the bank i had options because i was also wanted and and the uh the the criminals were like oh brother i hear that and i'm like yeah yeah game go <laughs> like, i just want my character's background to really play a role um which still it still happens a decent amount in, in Baldur's gate through but there's just some I, I think it's because i'm i'm less interested in the side characters here that i'm more this to me feels more like I'm playing like a tabletop experience. It's more. And I open. think it's. Yeah. I think it's the. I've talked about this on the show before that that I never really liked it, but that's the game until Skyrim, and I part of it was the setting, but also part of it was I had finally played Dungeons and Dragons, and so I brought some of my own imagination to Skyrim. Um, because like my biggest critique of all Bethesda games has always been the art direction. Like I think it's really bland. It's very literal. Uh it just like i don't feel I, I don't feel like they've ever really pushed themselves for their set pieces or their their monster designs or anything like that um so when i got into skyrim and i, I played dnd I, I approached it more like i would a dnd game and i had so much friggin' fun with it because of that and i, th I think the th same thing's happening here in starfield like are there significantly more like immersive games absolutely freaking lootly but i think the bethesda kind of boilerplate way things are presented allows me to get more lost in my own head while playing the game yeah absolutely feel that and uh, in that way when things because you're a silent participant you have all these dialogue choices but you know you're never really acting you're never really on camera uh i, I it's become part of my character in Baldur's gate 3 but man my dragonborn just like is chewing gum all the time or something like he is just constantly like hmm yeah, ooh, uh. and your character probably does this too. They're just constantly like adjusting themselves and like figuring out where their lips should be. And it's kind of weird to watch, but also the characters all around you are like beautifully animated. And occasionally they're not, but like for the most part, they're beautifully animated. This game has earned the name. You know, people always like to gamify the game name. So Stairfield is the meme name because yeah, everybody stares <laughs> at you kind of I mean, weird. It's how they, they they tell they do their stuff. So like I'm not I'm not thinking about it as much. It's still uncanny valley as hell and makes yeah. me really kind of uncomfortable. But you're not um, really just, paying attention to it. It's just how they present it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like like I don't I don't know like like for all, I'm also playing Armor Core right now and I'm just presented with a paragraph as as my cutscene. I don't. It's like I just accept it. So it's like I accept the the ten yard stare from my right. well an armored core uh, Chuck like, E Cheese looking Bethesda characters like it, it just it's just how this game presents itself. Armored core, I'm just sitting there. Are you just smoking like the biggest stogie in the world? Why is my handler <laughs> taking these huge breaks anytime he says anything? 
<laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Three it's... big lengthy pauses and everything he says. Did you run into any of the, you did talk about the Bethesda clunk. Did you run into any other characters in the room just walking and getting stuck on the person that's talking to you while they're, while you're locked into Bethesda staring land? I've seen that one where they kind of carry them off around the corner and they might end up like in your face and you maybe even have like the inside their head skeleton showing. I haven't run into that personally. My biggest glitch was, you know, the laser guns kept shooting me after I had ended a conversation because they'd get back to work, but they were facing me. Oh, I didn't talk to any of them. They were working. Why are you oh, oh, wow. What a, what a gentleman. What? <laughs> they're, they're busy. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm, they were like, hey, new guy. And I wanted to like ingratiate myself. I wanted to you know, get, get the feel. But, you know, I ended up touching space rock in the first five minutes and. They, I was out of there. Take my ship with you. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. GG's moving a little fast, aren't you? Yeah. 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 But, uh, and, and then also like the, to me, I've never enjoyed shooting in fallout. I think the shooting is much more entertaining to me, much more satisfying. That's was super chill, particularly when it came to sniper rifles and doing sneak attacks. Mm. I, I do think that the gunplay here is pretty fun. Uh, it's pretty these I'm impressed by it like again it's like from Bethesda expectations I'm impressed by the gunplay there's definitely better shooters out there um, but this is the most I've ever enjoyed shooting in a Bethesda game so I think they're I think it's pretty solid I, I really like customizing my guns so I like that this game lets you do that and now that I'm wrapping up Joey Cowboy's first mission I have uh, collected a small arsenal of every gun that ever looked like it was in Firefly. So I'm enjoying that. Yeah, it's fun to have, you know, like a straight up double barreled shotgun in your space adventure. That's my favorite gun right now. (laughs) It's so satisfying. Have you done um, anything in zero G yet? No, I've seen clips and they look awful, but I assume it's pretty. I kind of like it. It's weird. Um, You have like uh, I've mostly played on the couch on my xbox but it has cross saves so this morning i paid played on the pc a little bit and it just brought my save over because i'm logged into xbox um which i love i love that feature and not enough games take advantage of it um the only other game i really play like that is forza sometimes i'll play it on my pc and sometimes i'll go play it on the on the tv and it just brings my save with it um but um playing on the controller so i've only done zero g on the controller and there's like a and b i think take you up and down if you use a ballistic gun while you're like floating around in your space shoot suit, it propels you backwards. Cute. And the bigger the gun, the more of a push you get. And so I just like I started with my pistol and I barely noticed it. And then a guy ran up on me. So I whipped out the shotgun and blasted him in the face. And I was just like flew to the back of the room. And I was like, oh, that's that's clever. I, I haven't played a game that's done this. So there's there's I, lots of like I thought it was cute. If we live in this bizarre world where we have disingenuous video game takes. Like I remember one that popped up for um for uh, Tears of the Kingdom was look at me defeat this boss with nothing but my inventory screen open and over and over again. It's like, yeah, did you put on the boots to go through the water temple? It sucked. Like, welcome to Zelda. If you want to highlight this really particularly bad part of the game, Go for it, but like taking these clips out of context, which is where I yeah. saw the space thing. Uh, to me, I was like, "What's what's wrong here?" And they're like, "Oh, the characters are flying. It's so unrealistic. It looks like zero G space in a game where they're trying to pull this off." It seems the robot looks dumb. 
It's just but his it's walk walking. animation while he's in zero G. The robot does look dumb in okay. zero G. I mean, that happens. Bethesda game, right? It happens. <laughs> I, I know that's probably like, and if you're, if you're really like nickel and diming this game and you're thinking like, is it worth 70 bucks? And people keep saying that's just Bethesda. I mean, that is just Bethesda. <laughs> I think you, I, I, I think you 100% know if you're going to enjoy this game. I didn't because I'm I'm mostly cold with Bethesda, but they have like one hit for me, which is Skyrim, which I really, really love. So to me, this is this is the, the second Bethesda game. I think I'm going to end up. Concluding for myself, I never saw credits on Skyrim. But that's because for me, like once I got to the end of the Dark Brotherhood, I kind of felt like I did what I came there to do, which is yeah, become absolutely. like a master assassin. Yeah. Um. But I could see myself in it. I think I, I, I could see myself finishing this game. Um, I also want to become a pirate. I heard you can join a pirate faction. I just want to be a friggin' space pirate. That's so. and that's where and we're all we're all very different about that immersion again. Right. Like the idea I did that, too. I became the head of the wizard college in Skyrim. I went to. Oh, me, and nice. like, that was that's the other one I want to go back and do in Skyrim. I never did that. It was fun. But then, you know, I got into the city and they're like, hey, hey, whoa, hey, do you want to be a, like a, an assassin? And I'm like, well, that doesn't really fit with my whole heroic wizard Dovahkiin fantasy. No, I don't want to be a part of that. I, I did that as a different playthrough. And sometimes you do just, it's not like that kind of grindy game. Whereas Baldur's Gate 3 is absolutely like do the whole map because otherwise your combat's going to suck kind of game. And in a weird way, I, I find it less replayable because I feel like I'm doing everything, even with different choices. And I've made some extreme choices for sure in Baldur's Gate 3. Bethesda games are way more replayable. And there was a wonderful mod called, I think it was like Start Life or Early Life, or it just spawned you randomly out in the world with a random set of gear. And you just kind of go for it without the introduction. And it was like, hey, you're in a necromancer cave. Oh, cool. This is cool. Yeah, I am. That's, that's, the, that's the other thing I feel like, uh, like Bethesda games. There's a, I've never been really one of these players in Bethesda games, but I, I have been in Grand Theft Auto, which like I think there's a whole section of players that love these games that just like to screw around, just be dumb, push the game systems to its limits. In the case of a Bethesda game, push your computer to limits by installing 75,000 mods. Yes, you can mod it day one. Yeah. Yeah, there's already a ton of mods out for this. I haven't messed around because I mostly played it on console. Um, looks really pretty on the TV. Uh, that's it, Kyle. I am totally one of those people that was like, I don't know why everybody's complaining about it being locked at 30 FPS. I kind of wish, I kind of wish it wasn't 30 FPS on when the I play Xbox on the console. There, yeah, when you go yeah. to the console. Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, like God of War, like I played it on um, the prettier, not as high frame rate version. I'm usually that type of person, but there's something about this game. I think because I'm mostly playing it in first person, I'm like, I wish this was 60 FPS, but I get it. It, it does look very nice on, on the TV. It's a nice couch game, but I'm eating my own hat on that a little bit. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I'm with you, 60 FPS uh, diehards, um, but... Yes, and you can be there without joining the 20 other arguments about what the human eye can handle, right? Like, we all have these things that we're like, you know, for me, Bethesda games have always had a huge issue with just lack of monster models, and... In Skyrim, they even kind of went World of Warcraft with it. And they're like, well, this is a blue Yeti. And you're like, bullshit. <laughs> Thanks for the fresh model, everybody. Immersion. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I don't expect to be 
I'm not going to meet Klingons or anything. I don't expect to meet anything really outrageous. Maybe I meet somebody with like a one of the little bugs for a head. Like Bethesda has a comedy about it and Fallout, I really enjoyed that comedy. You'd, we'd be walking through a room full of traps and you'd see like a crossbow with a loaf of bread where the arrow should be. And you'd be like, ah, that's weird. <laughs> and that was the fun of it. Or you were going through New Vegas and you found a skeleton in a fridge with a fedora and you're like, ah, I saw, yeah, nice, nice one. And that's like the extent of it. It's a very much a discovery. Uh, the intros are always the roughest part because people just keep talking to you before you even care about the game. And my only real performance issue was that every time we went into like the 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 faded out background conversation thing, I'd have a hiccup. I would just have a little like hurt as they just started talking. And I'm sad to see that some of the older artifacts of games, you know, this thing's in, been in development for seven years. So it has those weird features like the background is fuzzed out, but through their helmet or hair particles, you can see the background unfuzz because it's just a filter. It's not actually, you know, like mm -hmm. a camera doing the job. And those yeah, if you sad. scrutinize your uh, your iPhone portrait photos, you'll notice something similar. Exactly, because it's just an effect. It's not actually. Yeah, it doesn't have an aperture. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I saw I saw the pirate model. I assume I just saw fifty percent of the game when it comes to monster models. <laughs> That's just the best stuff. Is is it a deal breaker for me? Maybe right. Like I think I, I ran out last night right before I went to bed. I was like, let me just go for a run. Like, how far can I go out on this planet? And uh, I, I went far enough that I got bored and was ready to go to sleep. Um, and I ran across like four rando wildlife aliens that tried to murder me and that I hadn't seen before. So there's there's some weird shit out there. That's definitely more in that illegitimate take of like, look at these artificial barriers. What prompted you to go that far? What what were you hoping to discover on uninhabited planet that made you critique this? And I, at least without experience in it, that seems like a, that seems like fodder. That seems like a, some bullshit uh, being spewed. It's like, I mean, I, I can understand wanting it, but also it's like that game already exists. So, and it's called um. No Man's Sky and it had really weird dinosaurs and they weren't exactly all the time. Awesome. <laughs> I, we played Spore, right? We all played Spore. We know what an overpromise looks like. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yes, that's that's fair. I'm not sure that's fair. I don't think you need to compare this to Spore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you need to compare this to Spore. So I want to I want to push deep enough to get my ship started down the road of customization and then look back on it and kind of say, OK, what did the gameplay loop at that point hit me? Did working my thrusters and managing my power in a dogfight interest me now? Because right now, eh. Nah, not really. Kind of yeah, for me, it's like, do I want to go talk to people? Yes. Do I want to engage in this combat? Yes. And, you know, do I want to do I want to ha come up with a goal in my head and go see that goal through? Uh, yes. Like these are this, this is kind of how I came to it uh, as like I, when they said you could be a space pirate. I'm like, cool. I want to be a space pirate. Hope I like uh, uh, talking to people in this game, tra traversing this game, the ship combat and the gun combat enough that I actually want to see that through. And I do. Uh, I think it's the the most I've enjoyed combat in a Bethesda game. And uh, and I really like the ship combat, which is, you know, like I grew up with TIE Fighter. Um, that's kind of where my head goes. Like, does it does it scratch that itch for me? And it does. I really nice. like how you can power up and down the systems. I haven't found because I think this was an FTL thing. Wasn't it an FTL like you could hotkey 
an energy division. Like you press one key and it just goes back to like your default. Yes. Yeah, that was the thing. Okay. I haven't found that for this game. I don't know if it exists. It I desperately want it. Like well, I, I really, really want it. I don't think power layout, but where your crew was and that kind of determined, you know, what you were doing in the first place. You could reset them after they all repaired and stuff mm, like that. I, I want to hit one button and to go back to like a saved power division. And how cool uh, would that be if it's part of like an upgrade system like Nier had some really cool ideas? Uh, you know, like maybe your dress was like a heat sink, but you know, you could like turn off parts of your interface to get more room for other upgrades. And it'd be really cool to see if Starfield down the road has some ideas like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Be down for that. I'd be down for that. But I, uh, yeah, I'm awesome. Liking it more than I thought I would. That's like, great. I was already man. into the look of it. Um, but I'm, I'm into it. It, it's going to hurt my BG3 playthrough, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> BG3 is not going anywhere either. Like all these games can exist at the same time and you can choose which one. I'm excited to hear future weeks as you report in to see if you kind of stuck with it and if it captured you further or if you kind of started really seeing the seams throughout it. I'll let you know. Please do. Yar. <laughs> you are. Uh, you want to uh, you want to you want to talk about a, a, a sequel to a thing I forced you to watch and then didn't finish myself? Uh, yes. Classic maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to this week's trailer park. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm -hmm. We are getting a sequel to the Castlevania Netflix anime. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. The boy, did it go places that uh, that Castlevania show. They I almost need to get back to it. Uh, we're coming up on on Halloween, so it wouldn't be a bad choice to watch the Vampire Show. Um, um I guess it's a little Halloweeny. It's kind of Halloweeny, I guess. Vampires are Halloween. Yeah. That's enough. That's yeah. enough. There's lots of you know the human drama. It's very D and D adventure. -y. The opening season is very Diablo. Which, Very, yeah, yes. And I really like that. As they went, they kind of discovered maybe their main characters aren't their most interesting characters. And they kept introducing new characters, which I, I loved. Like uh, Bill Nighy is amazing. And he's doing a great job in it. And there's all sorts of cool little side stories going down. So I'm excited to see what they're doing here. And they're starting with what appears to be a whole new group of adventurers. And they're going a bit more vampire heavy. That seems weird to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> like actually fighting vampires, not watching them talk. <laughs> the asides got well, big. It's based on another Castlevania game. And like I, I didn't grow up with Castlevania. I was I was too young, like when they were coming out in the back in the 16 bit days and I sucked at them. So I didn't like them. Yes. Because I was a same. bad idiot gamer who could barely read at the time. Um so I, I didn't grow up with Castlevania, but, but I know enough that it's like different Belmonts most of the time. So and that's what's going on here. Uh, I believe this one's based. I did a little bit of digging. Uh, it's on a, based on Castlevania Rondo of Blood, uh, which originally came out in 93, but we didn't get in the States for 14 years. It's one of the rare old Castlevanias that we didn't get uh, at the same time as other countries. So, um, yeah, it's dude looks exactly like dude oh dude is show. dude yeah dude is dude at the blue tunic with the with the ninja headband and that's exactly how he looks in the game he's a belmont you know that's the that's the thing that's the thing they're going for and i think the animation is it comes and goes 
but it does have that I'm going to praise it Avatar Last Airbender motion quality to it where they tend to go a little blurry and allow the characters to really be warped by the things they're doing. Uh, they're also kind of, you know, flat, what I call those DC moments where you're like, oh, is it, that that quality was weird. B-Team, B-Team did that part. It's not as bad as, the, have you rewatched like I did Outlaw Star recently? Because holy shit, the B-Team on Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star, I mean, I, I love and talk about Evangelion all the time or not not even gillian um escaflone escaflone uh that that is one where you're like you can tell the second it starts whoa plot's not doing the main plot today is yeah. it well that that's the th yeah that was the thing that blew my mind rewatching outlaw recently is uh like it it seemed like it was just completely random because there were extremely important episodes that look like crap so yeah i don't know it's uh listen man we're all concerned with labor <laughs> Yes, and animation is labor intensive, and I think Castlevania looks pretty damn good. I really like uh, what the first series looks like, even though I haven't finished it. And it wasn't because I don't like it; I just kind of got distracted by other shows. I don't even remember. But back when it originally came out, I started watching it, really loved it, and then got distracted by other things. All the meanwhile, I was yelling at Kyle, "How the hell have you watched this?" And he's like, "Oh, I did. I didn't like it." I'm like, "How the hell do you not like this? It's like made for you." Well, yeah, that's because I checked it out when season 2 started and the start of season 2 is just like, "I'm a cursy vampire. Do you like cursing? I like cursing. Who I to just like, oh, oh, like the vampire's not cur Oh, season 2. Yeah, season 2. Oh, okay. I'm season like, 2 season one is like Dive straight it's, into the deep end of like all the bad guys are main characters now. And it was really like, why, why, what, where's the adventure? Everyone's just pissed at each other. There's nothing going on here. <laughs> but I accidentally thought the season two start was the start of the whole thing. And, you know, when like adult animation, like we curse now, like it, it's kind of it's, it's often very flat for me. And I find it sort of out of place to use like language is so fun. Don't drop F-bombs. Drop whatever they said back then that was F-bomb equal. Like, be be flowery about it. Just, you know, um, speaking like normal, everyday people seems weird. So you don't like Deadwood? You'd rather them talk like Yosemite Sam, which is how cowboys actually cussed, and it would be hilarious, and you wouldn't take anything seriously? Well, if we're going to talk about Deadwood, we're going to talk about the disappointment that was. Didn't it end, like, halfway through and, like, never resolved all the things it promised and... Deadwood um, didn't complete it, the arc. It of... was ended soon, and we got a movie a few years ago that finally tied everything up. Okay, because I love the barkeep. I love that whole adventure. And, you know, there's like the innocent little doctor, and Deadwood was good. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't free of uh, bummers. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, it's yeah. a pretty realistic depiction of what life was like uh, in that time period, which is full of disease and yep. death. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically Oregon trail and, uh, we got, we got the dysentery and that's how it went down. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, yeah. Tend to I, I blame, I blame Deadwood on that. Cause that was, it was when I remember what it was new and they were having to explain, well, yeah, we, this was a choice. We chose to have them use modern swear words because we did our research and they actually talked like Yosemite Sam and it was hilarious. So, I blame, I blame that. Well, and also you got through Game of Thrones. They just drop f bombs in Game of Thrones like crazy. So why does it bother you in the medieval vampire anime? I, I, I really have to think about it. Pardon my pop there. That was unintentional. Uh, I thought it was fun. I, I think I, I, I'd really have to like this is this is the equivalent of everyone saying that Starfield is ugly right now on the internet, and you just want to be like, 
you gotta go deeper than that. Like, why is it ugly? And they're like, well, it has a brown filter. And you're like, okay, go on. Like, what about the brown? Like, and so you're asking me a what about it bother you? And I don't know. I, I don't I don't have a good answer. I'm so right sorry now. for your art critique trauma that I and my friend Ben have given yes, you. Yes, but it's true. It was a, it was great <laughs> practice. I love that, you know, I was like, ah, this picture's ugly. And you guys would be like, well, why is it ugly? Why is it ugly? And Tell that's a great ugly, question to ask. And I and I do think that's I deserves a better answer than I can yeah. give right now. Uh I find it I find it distracting. I find it odd. Um yeah, but I don't have a I don't have a great answer for you. And clearly I've recovered quite a bit because I'm excited about this coming out. And I've clearly recovered and watched all of the Netflix series of Castlevania. Oh, also remember too at the start of season two, like Dracula was being a, a real downer for no reason, according to what I was being given information on, right? If you actually start the series where you're supposed to, you're gonna know why he's sad and it yeah, all makes sense. I think but... if you had started the race fight, you would have been fine because I mean it's Belmont yeah. that's all cussy in the beginning of the first season, and he's a character for me that where it really makes sense. He's he's this crass individual. Yes. And he's introduced as such. So Yeah. yeah. So I, I, Kyle wants everyone to talk like Orion J from Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> I do. I do enjoy more the themed language in that way. But I mean, it, you know, I'm the other way. Like, I can't stand that kind of shit. You don't I love like it, it on Orion J because it's like a character trait because no one else talks like that. If sure. everyone in Final Fantasy 14 talked like that, I don't think I would have stuck with the game. No, it would be laborious. Right. Uh, and, and, and who knows? Like, and uh, maybe I maybe I just expect more innocent fun for my cartoons so like you know when well you haven't watched that far so i won't spoil castlevania for you but <laughs> <laughs> but you know i i expect more happy ends when it comes to cartoons and sometimes when they're over hard i kind of go oh why why would you do this to me i thought i thought we were having fun here whereas game of thrones it was all real people doing horrible things to each other i'm like well this tracks this is just hbo bullshit mm. i'm kind of the other way i kind of hate happy endings i get, I get bored by them I love them. Like how, I love I want endings. consequences. I want consequences. I want everybody to just, I love weddings at the end. I just love happy endings. I mean, I want that for my sitcom, but I don't want it from my medieval vampire fiction. You can't, but, but you're a badass. You're standing on the horde of vampires you killed. Everybody's happy. Everyone gets a relationship. You know, even if it was like star-crossed lovers crossing the battlefield, they still get to be in love and, you know. I just like just like people being love. <laughs> okay, okay. So. Um, I love this trailer. Uh, I don't know if the music is from the game because again, didn't grow up with Castlevania. I love the music in this trailer. Holy shit, it goes hard. I have been living inside the uh, Dead Cells soundtrack right now, so this is oh, very it's much so my good. Game. Thank you for telling me to give that game one more shot, man. Yeah, man, I it's a good one. Had a really good time with Dead Cells. Uh, I am now thoroughly distracted by every other like like any other year. Any of the games that are currently out would be game of the year. But now we're going to have to just make them all fight. Um, I'm thoroughly distracted. That is an embarrassment of riches. Yes. 2023. And uh, I don't think uh, our current review structure is supporting this kind of environment very well. You have to pick and choose your battles. And I don't think any of these massive games that have come out this year can be reviewed as quickly as we like no no it's like if you like reviews and you want to see reviews for all this stuff i think like like you're, it's it's hard to find like a singular 
content creator that's going to be able to get through all this kind of stuff. I think your only outlet is going to be larger, major outlets that have multiple people doing reviews. And again, that, those are the worst, too, because what you want to do with a review is find the person that you relate to and matches mm. your taste because it's very personal. And if I you have can that, find somebody you trust. I had that with movies and it's. Who's it? Who's the dude with the long hair on Red Letter Media? I don't know their names. Is it Jay? Long hair? He has long hair now. Oh, I haven't. Who's a Red Letter Media fan in chat right now? Okay. <laughs> That's the guy whose tastes I usually agree with. Um, and so, yeah, usually if he likes a movie, I add it to our going to watch list. And uh, uh, Katie and I also have similar tastes in movies. So it really works for our house. Um, works well. Uh, yeah. So it's Jay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, I have that for movies. I don't really have that for games because I'm friends with you and I think your tastes are like, they, they're so alien to me. They're so alien. I got but, one um, life to live, man. I got, I got my preferences and I ride. You got your them. hits though, man. I got, yeah. you got your hits. Like, dead, like I know I'm really late to dead cells, but damn, like that's, that's, that's one of my favorite games I played this year. So thank you for that, sir. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Also, for the longest time, you were the one championing Bethesda games, so I probably wouldn't, you know, be given Starfield a shot if I wasn't friends with you. That's awesome, man. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. the setting does so much for you. That's cool. It's so I, nice to have something come out like that. God, I love I love space and freaking. It's been a little tough living in post D and D is popular with the public world where everything is fantasy. I can see the fantasy burnout. Uh, I don't personally experience it in most cases. Uh, things can certainly be too generic and unthrilling in that regard. But really, you, you're like, hey, our dragon's fat. I'm like, D&D movie's freaking awesome. <laughs> you know, you do, oh, you I love D&D, don't get me wrong. You don't have to do much to like vary it enough for me to be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that, that's not generic anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th At the end of the year, we should we should do like our top top game we play, top movie we watch. I'm trying to. I think the indie movie might still be my favorite movie of the year. I really liked the Ninja Turtles movie. I really liked it, but I think I like D and D more. Hmm. Yeah. I really liked. It. I also really liked Guardians Three. Like, how, holy shit! Like, I'm burnt the hell out on Marvel stuff, but I really liked Guardians Three. I haven't seen it yet. Outside of it's what's, good. You know what's in the like. Fred Meyer playing on the TV display. Mm, it's on uh, Disney Plus if you're still rocking a Disney Plus. Side. Yep. So I got I'm almost done with Gravity Falls is what I've been up to there. I love Gravity Falls. I need to, I need to finish Owl House. We got really into that for a while. And that's another good Halloween watch. After you know Gravity Falls, watch Owl House, Kyle. Okay. I'll watch give it. it a shot. Watch it. You want to take some questions? Let's do it. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can drop questions in the members-only channel of our Discord. We have a dedicated channel called Ask the Host, where I put out a little uh, little stinger today, being like, "Yo, we're about we're about out of non-Final Fantasy questions uh, for the podcast, so so hit us up." Uh, little tip: higher chance of having your question answered if it's not final fantasy because i usually just stow those away for a dedicated members video because oh, we get yeah, so yeah. many final fantasy questions you, cannot, you yeah. could post them but they do get stored for a later they get thing. stored yes yeah. yes yeah but if a uh, higher chance on the podcast if it's not final fantasy related uh Atka is gonna kick us off today and said hey you guys know the dark urge origin in Baldur's gate 3 right I sure do what are your dark urges 
instances where the inner gremlin wins and you do something you know you shouldn't and regret it afterwards. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're talking like like cheese out of the bag levels, right? Like not actual darker than three. <laughs> well, I've never killed somebody yes. who's pissed me off to the point where for a split second I've thought, man, it'd be fun to watch the light leave your eyes. Right. So uh, I, I don't think that's what we're talking about. Yes, the inner gremlin. Um, uh, no, it's uh, uh, Oreos. Yeah, you destroy some Oreos. Dude, they're such a trigger food. They they really, I really, they, they mess me up. I love them. Mm. I love them. I can't say no. If they're there, it's happening. God forbid they're close and there's also ice cream because then them Oreos are going on the ice cream and ice cream and me just don't get I just, I'm 36, me and ice cream, we, we got we to gotta see other snacks. We got to do it. Oh man, I love the the hunt for the thing in the ice cream. That's my favorite part. Like oh they, yeah, yeah. It's that's like a, when I do it when I do it myself, that's why you got to fold the crumbled Oreo oh, yeah, into oh, the yeah, ice yeah, cream well yeah, enough so really. that you have an archaeological dig. Exactly. Yeah. For years. Oh, look at us. Look at us immediately agreeing on oh, things. Oh yeah. Oh. This never happens. Oh, and then, then then you get that bite and you're like, "Oh, well, now I want another little mini thing mint guy in there. Let me find another one." Oh, all of them. Yeah, ice cream. Ice cream's crazy shit. That, that's that's hardcore drugs. I like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I go full gremlin about used bookstores. And I, and I don't think it's fair that that should be like an accolade. You know? <laughs> like, How do you go gremlin for used bookstores? I just, I love them. You just get excited? Just, like, oh. That's just, you're just excited. Like, I just love, like, why do you, do you regret it? This doesn't sound like something you regret, or, I, nor should you. I don't think it's fair that we hold, like, eating healthy, waking up early, reading a book, like, on a pedestal. We're just as grimly as someone else eating ice cream, going to bed late, and everything else. Like, we all have these little habits. And I just go, no, I can't. I, I don't read much. I, I don't read fast. But used books, <laughs> there's the smell, the environment, the, the hunt, for a rare D&D book that might be hiding in somewhere as, uh, you know, somebody's parents gave it away while they're at college. Like, oh, ooh, oh, that, oh, that, that, I mean, I think, I think that counts as full gremlin mode. Mm. Like, like straight up Gollum defending with a knife kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, well, if I have to regret it, then I guess. Okay, uh, yeah, we have I, to regret it, I guess. We have to feel yeah, a little Yeah, because I don't, I, I really, I like, uh, uh, I don't regret how aggressively I overtake people on the highway sometimes. <laughs> and I definitely go gremlin mode, but I don't regret it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that's got a little more villainy. That's a bit more of a dark urge, for sure. <laughs> I am cutthroat when I would it comes say, to driving on the highway. I would say a dark urge is definitely letting your engine idle in a neighborhood if you have a loud car. That is one. I do have a loud car. That's and a I dark do. urge well, right there. I don't. I don't do that though, because uh, mine mine has a little button that I can press, Kyle, and it closes a valve on my exhaust and makes it quieter. Okay. Sounds yeah. respectable. It's not the official name, but we, with the same car, refer to it as good neighbor mode. You, you press mm. that You press mm. that button, goes quieter. Uh, Katie's, however, is just loud all the time. And there's really nothing we can do about it. And it's modified so much that we do have to let it idle because you're not supposed to drive it until the oil warms up. Convenient excuse. 
in yeah, the darkest it's, it's, of urges. It's, it's legit. It's legit. And I, and I do feel bad about it. And honestly, I just don't feel that good about it. It's just, we're kind of at this point where you really shouldn't be, it shouldn't be under load until the oil is up to temp. Don't care. Sorry. Don't care about the facts there. Sorry. Uh, that, that is a dark urge. That is the darkest urge you've given so far. I'm trying to, th I'm trying to think. Oh, I do play dark urge in video games. Like I'm a, a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this question was for literal dark urges. I know, games, I know, but... right? But I get them out in video games, so I'm okay in person. I usually play as a good guy until I just get to I find someone who I just can't stand and they 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 meet their they meet their end. Mm. I'm curious if I can play a moral pirate in Starfield. That's what I'm gonna try and do. It's fun to do the evil in a good way. That's the best part. It's like Yeah. 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 Or do the good and evil way. Like, see if you can really twist the game. Mm. Uh, Solomir in chat says, Kyle, don't you judge people for only watching dubbed anime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> yes. But I think we just want to acknowledge it for the effort. You know, it's like parents. You know, we we just want we just want a little acknowledgement from our friends without kids that it that it was early, that five a.m. is early, and that energy is no different when it comes to subbed anime. You're like, well, maybe I had a better experience, maybe I didn't, but I want you to appreciate the effort I put into and how I may have missed a cool moment on screen so I could read what Shine meant for the fiftieth time. <laughs> So maybe that is a dark urge to <laughs> suggest to pressure people watch the subversion of something. I've tried and I do prefer the subversion of Chainsaw Man. Uh, and uh, after that, I immediately went to Spy X Family where I tried to do it and they just talked too goddamn fast in Spy X Family. So I prefer the dub. Yeah. And like, um, uh, you it's know. also a good dub. It's it's very thematic. I like the theme in Armored Core of having it in Japanese. But uh, when missiles are flying at me and I'm I'm doing whatever the hell I do with that controller during that game, <laughs> I I need English because there's no way I'm reading while that's going on. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Oh, and then Outlaw Star. I was just going back and forth between it, just with reckless abandon. It's basically, am I falling asleep with this on? Then it was dub time. Hmm. Why is that? Because then I don't need to read oh. and activate my brain. <laughs> sure, sure. Reading books helps me fall asleep. Reading a screen does not. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Vernacular Ham <laughs> said, I'll re-up my old question about 4X games. Civilization, Stellaris, games like that. Do you enjoy them? Have you any experience with them? Would you try streaming them? I love civilization. I have lost months of my life that I will never get back. And I don't regret a minute of it to civilization. Hmm. I, I don't really count civilization as a four X game, but I guess it is because it's the, it is four, very much a four X. Yeah. But I think of like really, really complicated star games. Like uh, Stellaris, if that's what it's called. I've always understood 4X as just having board game-like qualities. 
the the X's stand for things like exploration, exploitation, oh. X Men, and X something or other. Like there's four <laughs> X Men. Yes, yeah. yes. The four X's it has of, to have Rogue, or it's not a four X game. Yes, yes. There, there, there's a thing that it's standing for, and I've never been able to get in any. Uh, granted, you know, my first one I ever played was one that was abandoned by the developer called Star Drive, where you would design your own ships in kind of a Lego format. And it was really fun, but there was no end game because it simply didn't exist. The second you took over like five planets, the game just kind of stopped working and population stopped growing. And there was just this invisible wall made by the developer. And they Mm. left it so they could go make Star Drive 2, which they also didn't put out or something. And then they went on to another game. The whole developer (laughs) became a big mess. (laughs) <laughs> but i know stellaris is like well regarded by many many people and i love the look of it i love all the aliens and the idea of it but something about when i get in there and building my hyperdrive highways and getting that all going and it's just it's just it's, it's beyond me i've never played stellaris i've been told that i will like it and i believe people that tell me i would like it um but but by the time I was to a point where I was like, I should play Stellaris. I had too many long form games in my life. Now, Jake Barry in the chat here asks about RimWorld. And that is my World of Warcraft excuse thing that you hear people say. Where they're, well, oh, that would dominate my life. I don't have time for that. And I'm always like, you can make time for an MMO. You just play in a different style. You do it. You know, you just, just find a pace that matches you. A rim world to me is like, oh God, no, I don't <laughs> want to get involved in that. It's just, no, I've never played it. And I thought I had heard of it, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, I would have remembered something that looks like this. I've never seen this in my life. It's got, it looks like prison architect. It's not a pretty game, but the moving pieces inside kind of like as a hammer watch or dwarf fortress or any of those, like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, now I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like it, retirement. Like there is, uh, I can, I can deal with Baldur's Gate 3 at an hour a night. It pains me. I am I am wrecked. I'm pulling directly from sleep. <sighs> oh, Rimworld, man. It's just, oh, it's, that'd be my dark urge, man. Mm. Rimworld. Yeah. I think my dark urge is just staying up way too late. I love staying up late. I think, I think <laughs> the fallacy of, of early bird catches the worm is one of the horrible things about our society. I feel like we should celebrate different sleep periods. After all, who minded the gate in medieval, whatever fantasy world there where you need someone to stay up late because protection and whatnot. But now we're like, mm, you don't get up at eight. You suck as a person. And that's not fair. I love staying up late. Oh, it's so peaceful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Oh, it's an introverted heaven. I used to be big at night owlage, and now like, I'm not, I don't go to bed what I would consider early, but in most nights I'm asleep by one. Oh, one? That's solid. That's yeah. responsible enough. Yeah, to to me, five seven years ago, that's early. Um, but like to me, like to everyone else in my life, it's late. Yeah, my natural state is two a.m. to ten sleep. Like if I could, you know. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, if on the weekends, I sleep till 10, pretty much on the dot. Sometimes I lay in bed till 11 because Katie gets up earlier than me on the week. And if she wants to sleep till 11, I'm happy to give her that. And I don't want to I don't want to wake her up by getting up. And also I uh, 
I love being there. <laughs> he wakes up for morning cuddles, let the dogs in. I love that on the weekend. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe me, I would. Children are fleeting, and I absolutely uh, understand the guilt of sleeping in. It is a heavy, heavy burden on me right now when I do choose to take those sleep in days, and I need them. And mm. I also need that, you know, extra three hours of Baldur's Gate just to maintain sanity because I want to play it so much. But yeah, there's definitely some guilt that happens in the mornings when I wake up at 11. I'm like, oh, I missed the whole thing. I missed it all. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got some uh, multiple game questions. Uh, Cypher wrote in and said, a lot of good games are coming out this year. Are you guys overwhelmed with this many games coming out? Are there games that misled you because of the hype? Uh, I, I don't think anything misled me. I didn't read enough into Starfield to have a massive assumption of what kind of game it was going to be, but I figured it was going to be a Bethesda style game. So it ended up being kind of what I expected. Right. I I mean, there are, there are those that are sitting on the sidelines. I think a dead space playthrough is probably my biggest missed out one. Cause in another year mm. I would, I would just be all over that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that like uh, Octopath Traveler 2 and the Sea of Stars thing, like those would be oh my. excellent games that I'm absolutely not making time for. This is it's an insane game. It's the same year for all games. RPGs are just kind of on fire this year. There's so many good ones um, and, and they're all meaty. Yeah, am I overwhelmed? Absolutely. One hundred percent. There's too many. There's too many games that I want to play right now. And I'm still in the middle of a Final Fantasy 14 MSQ playthrough. So it's uh, my time is in massive demand yeah. from all of the games that I want to play right now. Yeah. And it really comes down to what their playthrough is like. Like I, I surprised to me, I have time for an Armored Core kind of game because it's just a level, just a quick level. It's long enough for my son to enjoy me getting all gussied up and heading out there with my big guns and having at some robots. I completely have put in the back burner Final Fantasy 16, which I love the theme of. I love the kaiju battles that are happening in there. Yeah. But I found a nice pause point and uh, shows go on and other games need played. And that's definitely one that I'm like, oh, I didn't I didn't mean to do that to you. Yeah. And it was eating into our, our 14 stream days. True as well which made things from a technical aspect a little more difficult with scheduling um because oh man like i need that tuesday stream i need to just go farting around with my buddy kyle in game this channel is called grinding gear and we enjoy the grind like we enjoy just like <laughs> hanging out picking an activity for the day and kind of having at it yeah in that regard I, need, I like i like the tuesday like non msq streams quite a bit I think I think if you've been around the channel enough, you've kind of put together like this is not a this is not an MSQ main channel. Like it, it's more of uh, it, it, not dessert. It's like I mean, it's more like the prime rib, you know, you, but you got to have the potatoes and you got to get you got to get in your, you know, your corn a little bit. You got to go around and, and listen. It's a beautiful analogy you're coming up with, sir. I really, really like it. But yeah. uh, it really just comes down to we literally can't make the videos fast. Well, enough. that too, that too, that too. But I also enjoy like the, the the episode like quality of it. Like, oh, that was awesome. Great stop point. Let's simmer. Let's simmer on that. And yeah. it's, it's a good way to play a game that has so many ways to play. Almost, um, you know, like like eating a sandwich and eating all the crust first. Right. You know, you 
you end up maybe you want to say you know you want to save a little Who bite does of that? that you want to save you a little mad bite. man do you do that what eat, eat like eat around my sandwich all the crust first and be left with the delicious center when i was younger i like the crust yeah that's okay some, yeah, but, I, I always make sure that there's a satisfying amount of meat and cheese at the end of my sandwich because I want uh, I want enough meat, cheese, and crust. Yeah, for a satisfying final bite. Right, right. But you know, you 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 pace yourself in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Demon Strife and Chad. I'm a dirty crust eater. Exactly, as we talked about <laughs> on stream and coined my real dark urge. No, because there I have no simp. I, I don't feel bad about that at all. Exactly. I, See that that's the part we no shame we had to work through was like you, you, you need to feel, feel bad, bad about, about it. it. You need to feel bad about it. If you're doing five under in the fast lane, you're getting passed on the right. Sorry, eat it. Get the hell out of the left lane. What are you doing? There's so many games that I'm not familiar with too that I would have jumped on had it been a quieter year, uh, like Sons of the Forest. I, I watched entire playthroughs of the original one that looked like an awesome co-op game. I actually don't know how it turned out. Wild Hearts was one that released in a weird state as I remember it, but I was very interested in. Hmm. I've never played a Fire Emblem. I, oh, I have I'm straight up no interest. I think it'd be fun. I, I like Advanced Wars. I like a... I'm sure I would find fun in it, um, but... Of the games, I'm sure I could find fun in that one's really low on the on the uh, the totem pole for me. Sure, um, and I just know it would just sap hours, and especially if we're standing we're standing here in 2023. Uh, I'd rather go play any of the big games this year than Fire Emblem. Well, it's been a while too. I think it came out on. January 20th. So it's been well left behind and buried by many, many other releases. Mm. Uh, similar vein, Micah Boy said, out of all the games releasing this year, what have you pushed to later this year? Anything you've already admitted has been pushed to next year or later? Uh, the remakes, uh, finishing Dead Space, finishing Resident Evil 4. What about uh, Jedi Survivor? What happened to that for you? Um, it's, that's the one I'm sad about. Uh, I know no one's going to watch me stream it. Um, <laughs> so I know there's no audience for it. Uh, so it can't be worked into a streaming schedule. And I just think got no damn time. I feel you. Maybe I usually try and pick one game to start and beat over the holiday. That might be it. That might be my holiday game. That might be my holiday. It was a thing that I started when I used to have a job that would give me the week off between Christmas and New Year's Day. That's how that started. I don't have that anymore. And it's kind of just us. But I think we we decided last year that we'd take a week off between Christmas and New Year's. Right. We were going to build a more healthy work schedule, particularly now that we are doing so much behind the scenes. It was a also bit- behind the scenes. Uh, YouTube revenue is shit. The second December hits 26. Well, yeah, because the. Yeah, the ads uh, dry up because they were selling all the big ads yeah. for the Christmas season. Yeah. All that Which kind of Which, not really how we make a lot of our money. My God, uh, the, the it's been rough lately. Our videos are making nothing. Um, but uh, still, it's just nice to have a little break because you know, family's in town, friends are in town. I, I like I like doing the holiday circuit. I, it was it was different when we were just podcasters and you could just you, you do your research, but the time was an evening. Whereas making videos and doing the streams is a lot more time-consuming, and you know, they lose you. The family loses you over the holiday, so I'm looking forward to that, too. I don't know what's going to be my my project. Probably just making sure 
Kristen gets time to beat Sekiro if we're still in that. What would, what would come after that? Are we done? I think we're all caught up on From Software. When that Armored Core. Oh, 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 oh. Um, uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls Remaster. Remake? It was a remake. Yes. I think it was a full-on remake. Yeah, it was a remake. Yeah, that was like a launch PS5 game, right? Yep. Yeah. It's it, gorgeous. It, like, it still looks good. It's real pretty. So that'll uh, probably be the holiday game. When I got my PS5, I was like, what's on this and really pretty? And it was that. And I almost picked it up. And then the, we were getting into the Final Fantasy stuff. And I was like, I ain't got time for this. I do feel so. really bad for like Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. That is a game that I think would. I actually oh, don't Demon know Souls, not Dark Souls. Demon Souls, Demon Souls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a game that I think is fabulous. I think in a in a different year would be getting a lot of attention. I don't know what their sales are like. I don't know how they did, but I just feel like that game deserves way more attention than it got in the heart of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I we haven't really talked about Final Fantasy 16. So this is kind of talking about plans publicly, but um, but the, the plan is there isn't one. Um, we, it kind of just it was getting in the way of 14 streams. Um, also like half of our usual viewers didn't want to watch cause spoilers. Right. That's true. So there, there was a lot of weird, and that's always hard, hard to get around spoilers. You, you never know when to just rip it and go anyway. Cause you want to play it. Um, but there's, it, it's looking very likely that we will visit other final fantasies in the future. And so that would fit into that theme and that plan not that we plan that much but yeah <laughs> we at least plan a game to play <laughs> that, that's the weird back and forth of what we do you know again talking about it publicly like uh, your support is amazing like the subs the super chats it all finances everything we do around here but does our video ad revenue is very low so we do have to sometimes like kind of pick and choose our battles and i think it'd be very cool to enter that more Red Letter Media E. Uh, there's a there's a channel I've I've been watching a lot called Heavy Spoilers recently, but they do a lot more TV to kind of stay modern and, and get the algorithm clicks. But occasionally they do like a retro review, like you know last year they busted out a Judgment Day review. Cool, and it'd be great to review games in that sort of sphere where they're not as time sensitive. And there's a window to get that Baldur's Gate three video out, and we certainly missed that. You know, is there a world in the future where we could rip? go back around to it and be like, hey, here, we finally beat it. Here's a legitimate opinion that is encapsulating the whole game. Yeah. Anyway, both the remakes, um, Octopath Traveler 2, really liked what I played a bit, but time, you know, got away from me. Also, I really just want that to be like my Steam Deck game, and I don't, I haven't pulled the trigger on a Steam Deck yet, but I kind of want to like cozy up on a couch next to the window on a gloomy day and <laughs> play Octopath in my hand. <laughs> that is something I've really discovered this year is how much platform matters to my opinion of a game. It, it's something I really like to me. It's it's like a grand. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, my God. What's the word I'm looking for, dude? Like when something's uh, a luxury, that's my luck. Hmm. Like, like that's a big uh, adult luxury for me is uh, I think it's part of why I'm really liking Starfields is because it's reminding me how much I love cross save on Xbox Game Pass games that do it. Like, I love that I can play it on my PC and then I can go recline on the couch, fire it up on the big screen and just pick up where I left off. Like, yeah, uh, where I play my games, what I play my games on, I put a lot of thought into and I, and I love it. <laughs> like, it's just it, uh, it brings me joy 
And it's, it's, it's like, we've talked about how, like when I was a kid, all I wanted was all the consoles. And now I have them and I love it. Let's take it home with one last email. Midnight wants to know what was the last thing to make you figuratively or literally stand up and cheer something that emotionally propelled you out of your seat. Mm. This week's episode of Ahsoka. Okay. Okay. I screamed. Hmm. <laughs> I properly both arms in the air cheered at the top of my lungs. Ah, mm, mm. Mm. I'm going, I'm actually going through our members videos to see if we did anything in there that would cause me excitement. I mean, we've definitely had some screaming raiding ends to our extreme nights, which have always been very fun. But I'm ah, oof. Sukiyomi, I think was the last extreme where I was just like, like I wanted to like break my monitor over my knee in celebration. Just like I <laughs> vanquished this monster. Um, that, that was such a hard fight. Yeah. Hades extreme was the one that really. Oh shit. Me, yeah. No, really that was enjoyed. after Sukiyomi. Yeah. Hades extreme. Hades extreme yeah. was the last time. Forgot. I forgot about the sequence of extremes there. And I did it during uh, uh, Final Fantasy 16 a number of times, too, when it was just so, so outrageously my jam that I was just reeling. Every icon fight we've seen so far have been incredible. Yeah. Well, 16, 16 was after Hades. I did rather enjoy the, the, the uh, press R3, L3 to accept the truth. That moment. There's some good that's, moments that's a, in there. That's a top three gaming moment for me this year. And it's a, it, there, it, you know, I was sharing it with you too. So there was an audience, there was you there with the hype could be more experience. And Baldur's Gate three is more of like a, a deep appreciation golf clap. Like I don't, I don't stand up and cheer, but I go, Oh, ooh, mm, mm, mm. I, I eat that pie in Spider-Man two or three, you know, it's so good. Like, Oh, it's, it's a little, <laughs> little private moment for me. And I don't really know how to share it. And I'm not going to like, it doesn't physically exert me. But yeah. But I'm trying to think of like a movie or something. I feel like I've become so old and grumpy when it comes to movies. You are kind of that episode of South Park. Yeah. <laughs> I like interactivity. When it comes to- I, I do it comes find to television and film. I find film boring when I could be playing a video game. I'm just that guy. I've always judged and more so in the past when I was a multiplayer exclusive content creator and gamer in that way. But, you know, I judged a 45 minute TV show, 45 minute Dota match. Which one would I enjoy more? It was usually a, the Dota a TV match. show. 100 on a TV show. Match. And that's that's where we differ in that regard. 40, 45 minutes of potentially ending a loss is not my idea of a good time. To me and to you, you see a gamble of your time and I see the exact same thing when I look at TV and in particular when Disney Plus pulls like a, we did it! Two episodes at once! Ah, oh, we love you guys so much. That's why we put out two 50-minute episodes and I'm just like, you bastards. 
That's because you're Stan I with the, wanna, everything is. Just give me, give me the primer. Just like introduce me over 25 minutes to your premise before you go. You want to go in the deep end now? No, that's for the end. The, do your movie event at the end. But that's how I see my time. And, you know, I gamble my time differently than the people do. And I will mm. always prefer a video game. I don't see that gamble with heroes because the games are shorter or like when I'm on my Call of Duty shit. The matches are shorter. Dota 2 very specifically is a bad example for me because I'm like, the whole reason I don't play Dota 2 is the games are too goddamn long. And we're talking... And a, a potentially just one game in a with a feels bad. We're talking to it like a just a different caliber of my life, right? I played Dota yeah. from age fourteen to twenty five. I don't really play Dota anymore. Mm. Uh, for that yeah. exact reason, like the the gamble yeah. is too big. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> oh, made me cheer. It'd be Hades. It'd be Hades. Uh, and if I looked like I was dying inside, I was cheering inside, too. Well, it said uh, figuratively. Yes. Or literally. I think I stood up at the end of Hades. One of them, I remember standing up and like grabbing my mic and cussing jubilantly. Yes. Uh, I'm an excitable guy. I'm an excitable I like guy. It. I like it. But it, it, it's legitimate. Like, because, you know, you do have you're the same as me in that regard. You have heavy critiques on things. And when we find that magical Venn diagram moment where we both agree and something like has all the pieces, that, that's the joy of the puzzle. That's the quest around here. Mm. Fair. Thank you for your questions, everybody. We got a ton. I have an idea mm. for a themed Q&A as a result of it. Okay. So keep an eye out for oh, that. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. Kyle, play me out, buddy. Oh, I keep forgetting to do this part. I keep forgetting to set up a fresh song. I feel so sad. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Allow me to play the same old song from the past two weeks. And break my camera in the process. You know what? It's all part of the theme. <laughs> Sweaty Kyle. Sweaty Kyle. Huge thanks to our badass patrons and YouTube members uh, supporting us. Uh, you can support everything that Kyle and I are making together, including some of the takes today that you may or may not have loved. Over at supportourbromance.com, <laughs> that'll take you directly to our These Patreon. These were metered takes. That makes it sound like metered. I was holding back, right? They were they were well thought out. They were, I, I think we defended ourselves. Yeah. Wait, defend? No, not that, I don't like that either. I don't want to do that version either. We're not defending ourselves. <laughs> Expressing anyway, ourselves. Check out Support Our Bromance. If you want to check out our shop, it's buyourbromance.com. We've got a spreadsheet set up over there. Plenty of shirts, plenty of mugs, plenty of stickers. Go check them out. And we want to thank our recent patrons, James B. Thanks for kicking us off this week. And Nia32. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. And Flighted Wings, uh, up their pledge. You don't have to do it, but you did. Thank Appreciate you for the it, raise. Thanks for taking the Flighted time. wings, much appreciated. And of course, there's a special level of patrons. We thank each and every episode, and those are our legendary level backers. So a huge thanks to Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Das, Sean with an E-A-B, Cheesy Bob, and Jeremy. Thank you so much for the generous support, everybody. Kyle is on Twitter at Kyle Ferguson. I'm on there at Garrett Art. We can both be found on our joint account at Garrett and Kyle. And uh, I am going to uh, 
promote my Instagram, which I never bring up. But uh, I went to New York over the weekend, posted a bunch of pictures from the travel. So if you want to see that, my Instagram account is gare underscore GW, G-A-R-E underscore GW. Go look at all the wonderful cocktails I drank and ask yourself, how did you possibly walk home? And the answer is there was so much walking. I was stone cold sober by the time I got back to the hotel. Okay. So much walking in New York. Did 10 miles one day. <sighs> Anywho, that's going to do it for this edition of the Grinding Gear Podcast. We'll see you tonight for our Thursday live stream. Uh, and in, uh, but for the next episode, until then, GG. Take care. <laughs>